everybody we're out of the scary month ah! <laughs> <laughs> sorry i forgot it's uh, it's me your boy jebby i'm here with uh the tried the true the honorable the faithful me yeah hey, the old yeah. man out the window staring yeah, the- <laughs> yeah i tell that guy to leave every night but he just keeps coming back ah! i think, I think he think he's got your scent uh okay I know we do like we usually do like a little intro or something, but I gotta say this before I forget because I was like literally just checking. Just I, I I don't know why I don't have a good reason. It just popped in my head. I always just wanted to see what like is Andy Milanakis still killing it on Twitch? And then that led me down. How old is he now? Uh, he's 45 now, 45. Uh, which blew my mind. I was like, shit, he's getting old. But then that made me think of something I've never thought of, which was. Man, how old was he when the Andy Milanaka show came out? Because up until this very moment, I always just assumed he was a kid. He was 25 during that sh- the filming of that show, which is, like, obviously it makes sense, but, dude, that's blowing my childhood reality. He was 25? He when- was 25 when the Andy- in 2005 when the Andy Milanaka show was filmed. Okay, that's very interesting to me because I remember when that show started, everyone was like, yo, no, he's actually right, this he's kid's like 40-something. You know? Oh, yeah, that too, yeah. Uh, but I remember the appeal being of like, yo, this kid is fucking funny. <laughs> like, this, I would never do this as a child. This is this is hilarious stuff. And finding out he was 25 doing that, I'm like, this is kind of, this might be a little cringe now. <laughs> In hindsight. <laughs> uh, he had a tweet recently. I follow him on Twitter and... Uh, it was just like, I was lucky, just like, man, yeah, I forget Andy Milanakis is just also a normal person. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, normal he, as, as can be, I should say, doing, living See, I don't career. know if you can even be normal if you IRL stream every day. <laughs> like, that's a, that's a weird life. Uh, it's, it's a hard life. A lot of people don't understand. It's a hard life. Yo, uh, Avi, before we get into these fucking tunes today, yes. I think, uh, I think uh, we should catch everyone up. Uh, What's so? What's new in the life? Uh, what, what's been going on in Ob World? Uh, just eating crack. No, eating <laughs> you know, crack. I don't, I don't smoke it, dude. I'm on some next gen shit. I'd be eating it. Eating rocks. Has, has you know, anyone dude, tried? It's, it's um. uh, you know, man. It's all about drive. It's all about power. We got we have fucking tank with SARS, bitch. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, just doing a lot of voice stuff. A lot, a lot of vocals. Trying to just really get some art going and create some content, you know, get that artistic uh, feel, uh, the juices going, you know. So the thing that I love about being an artist, I gotta, I've been on a grind to make that uh, really fun again. And it's one of those things where, like, as soon as I was stop hyper fixating on it, like a cool opportunity slid in where somebody hit me up about uh, doing voice work for a video game coming up and. That's like going forward, so that's super fucking exciting. Kind of just been like my, that's been my focus right now is delegating that. Yeah. No, hey, I think any anything that's new and strange inherently is exciting, right? Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, strange things do excite me. <laughs> uh, but, but but no, dude, like uh, I think that's fucking cool, man. I, I it's something I couldn't do. I, I think most people couldn't do, truthfully. And, uh, I think, I mean, <laughs> what better entertaining way to, to spend your time than... Right. 
<laughs> literally voicing the next uh, Mickey Mouse. He, it was <laughs> it was such a cool and like I don't want to I don't know, I feel like validating is a is become a bad word, but it was validating in the sense of well speaking to this person and bouncing my ideas off of you know uh, character concepts and whatnot. Uh, he, he was very like excited about that and very into like oh, people we've worked with just didn't get it. You know, we'd give them an, uh, like, you gotta sound like this thing, or like, what would you do for this type of thing? And they just would yeah. be like, I don't, that doesn't make sense to me. Whereas I was like, oh, dude, I could totally do a bunch of different things. This would be so sick, and mm-hmm. seemed very excited about that. So this could, I don't know, I don't know what this could lead to, but foot in the door, it's very exciting. Dude, hell yeah, man. That's fucking hype. Yeah. Holy content. I fucking went down to, to Portland just the other day. I went to this thing called Social. <laughs> <laughs> How do you spell that? <laughs> I went to a whole <laughs> I went to Sylvan Learning Center. Uh, no, it's essentially like this. It, it's like if Emo and I didn't have a bunch of fuckboys like there, you know, like all the smelly people. You Dude, thinking of uh, an I don't know. emo fuckboy is the worst thing well, I could well, imagine. Well, you know, Emo and I, like, that's just like a fostering community for Yeah, Emo like, Night is just a place where fuckboy goes to go to. That's try to the fuck place where girls. fucking uh, fucking exists, you know? Yeah, that's where the, the dudes that don't know the songs go to try to get laid. <laughs> yeah, everyone's shit-faced. Well, essentially, I went to this fucking... Um, it, it was like as if Emu Night could be a fucking cool thing, you know? What okay. if they did Emu Night? <laughs> <laughs> they just let loose a bunch of emus. Yeah, yeah no, no, but... It, it, <laughs> Yo, it, yeah, it was called Social Suicide, though, y'all. Uh, check it out. It's important. They do it, like, once a month. Fucking cool, man. They have, like, burlesque girls, like, on, on rails just dancing. Yo, dude, bars? Dude, yeah, it was, it was really cool, man. <laughs> Hell yeah, some boudoir-type beat. Yeah, yeah. That, boudoir yeah. noir. Yo, before we get into this, uh, anything else you want to add? Uh, Cumper Nuggets. Uh, oh, yeah, one quick thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you don't know the mystery of Cumper Nuggets? Uh, cool update that's just kind of random but it's fucking exciting because there's been like smash has been getting a lot smash ultimate and smash melee and shit has been getting a little bit more like since the game ended it's been getting a lot of like hype from outside sources and for the first time in over 10 years nintendo just just out of nowhere announced like a collaboration that for like a north american circuit for like tour for uh competitive play so they're like actually sponsoring tournaments throughout the, like, you know, the U.S., Dude. which is <laughs> literally something that Nintendo's always been horrible to their clientele and like the fan base of Smash specifically. Like they've never liked that it's a competitive thing. Yeah. And they've always shunned it. It's never had any backing. And now they're they're going to financially back an entire circuit in the U.S. because of how much traction Smash has been getting lately. And it, dude, it's, oh man, it excites that sounds, me. Uh, that sounds like some horny content. But also, dude, to, to, to attest to how much of fucking kingpins Nintendo are, when, when they did their last Nintendo Direct, they announced the announcement for the final Smash Bros. character, you know? And the announcement date was for a new fighting game, the Nickelodeon All-Stars. It was the day that game was coming out. So it was like, all right, you guys definitely intentionally waited to release your characters on that game's release to like stomp out some of the hype you know because yeah, that's yeah. totally a nintendo move mm-hmm. but dude to even back that point up more like maybe it was a coincidence sure things happen yeah probably uh, not. <laughs> when they announced the huge like we're doing the world we're doing smash in the world we're hey we're on your side after 10 years the same day 
that uh, Warner Brothers announced their brand new fighting game called Multiverses, and it has <laughs> it's got like Batman and Shaggy from Scooby Doo and Dude. Tom and Jerry. <laughs> And they announced on the same fucking day. Yeah. Like you know, Nintendo is just like, try us, pussies. Dude, I want to see. Us. I want to see them uh, square up in like a fucking yard. Like oh, all yeah, the let's employees. Get a, <laughs> what, what if we get us uh, a fighting game where all the devs are fighting each other? Dude, shit is not interesting until you have competition and you're fighting your competition. Yeah. There's in no. The yard. There's no better representation than what you just said than. That there is a Rite Aid and a Walgreens five feet apart from each other in the town square. <laughs> Every, no, that's a everything. Yeah, it's, that's it's, it's natural yeah. competition of like, well, I don't like Walgreens. I get well, my. I don't like Rite Aid. I get the same drugs at this place. I don't have to turn right to go to this store. <laughs> uh, all right, Avi, let's let's fucking get into it. Um, yes. What? Uh, let's see. You want to start music or, or movies? Uh, let's do movies because we last podcast we just did music. We 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 had a lot to say last podcast. To be fair, but oh, yeah. let's give movies some some service, especially because the first or maybe the second trailer that we have up, you actually ended up seeing it recently um, when we went and saw the movie in theaters when we went and saw Antlers and oh uh, the, the black the black phone the black phone trailer. Uh, I've been meaning to show you that one, but we got to watch it oh, in theaters yeah. so. We could open with that one since we both have seen this recently. Not the movie, but the trailer, obviously. Let's fucking watch. Let me turn these bubbles off. <laughs> yeah, can they even see that? Do you have a bubble cam? Uh, check it out. Yeah, we're fucking. Oh, yeah, that's right. The back one. I was forgetting about this fucking angle. <laughs> see you looking at me. All right, everyone. This is uh, the black phone. It's the trailer. Movie. Watch it. Maybe. I'll let you know. <laughs> I can't tell if it would be funny or annoying if there was a channel that did, like, literal trailers. It was just a guy, and he goes, the, uh, the phone is black, and it just ends. <laughs> Trailer 2021. <laughs> it's a black phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most racist movie to come out of 2021. <laughs> oh, goof. Oh, no, it's... Oh, now I remember this movie. Yeah. <laughs> they watched yeah. Joker and were like... <laughs> So hey, yeah, pro pro tip to any kid out there. If anyone's saying uh, words like peachy and like yeah, yeah, goober definitely. and stuff to you, goofed. Anyone wearing a fedora, oh, trust him. It's a that's a red flag for me. Man, yeah, dude, that girl, in the real life that girl dies. <laughs> I don't know what happens in the movie, but. That's like the plot of Megan is missing. <laughs> that moment. Not since I was a kid. That's like a. That's like a better fucking. Uh, what's his name from Nightmare Before Christmas, right? The Jack Skellington movie. No, it's one of the fucking three. Oh yeah, yeah. The the witch. The long one. The uh, long witch face. Yeah. What's his fucking name? I, I don't know. They they got dumb little like. But, I'm, I'm. But that's like a spot on mask, stabby. right? It, his doesn't have the horns, I don't think, like the curve in like that. It's not as evil. Like the masks in the nightmare. Okay, a phone that just me. doesn't stop in between. Well, it's also not plugged into anything. <laughs> it's a ghost phone. Uh. It's a cool premise. I know we've been talking over it, but the, the basic idea that they're revealing here is that the dead souls of all the kids this guy's killed and kidnapped are helping him escape yeah. from all their trials and errors. Every voice is a victim, but not every victim is a cool guy. 
Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> uh, for me, though, honestly, man, any movie that kind of had, like, the setup being, like, crazy person uh, has prisoners and, you know, he keeps them. They have to escape. That, for whatever reason, the, the psychology behind all that shit is really fucking fascinating to me. Because, one, it's, like, survival. Two, it's, like, yeah, this is horror because, like, this motherfucker's going to kill me. Mm-hmm. In a creepy way. <laughs> I'd rather just be killed at this point than be killed <laughs> in a creepy way. Right. Yeah, I hope that, because this does look promising, but I do hope that the weight of like the suspense stays there, you know? And there's not this protagonist syndrome. I think, uh, I think a lot of these horror movies, honestly, have been drastically overlooked, unfortunately. This is gonna, I think this is going to be a really interesting one. I'm very excited to see that. Dude. That's probably, like, one of my most anticipated right now. Yeah, as far no. as, like, up and coming. I, I'm ones. looking forward to that. Absolutely. Uh, we should definitely see that in theaters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Ethan Hawke's a great actor. I feel like he's been in a lot of really good things. Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. By, by day, Ethan. By night, Hawke. <laughs> <laughs> Justice League, assemble. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 yeah. Hawk, dude, Ethan. Yeah, we should talk about fucking um, The Empty Man because I, I wanted to talk, uh, oh, I wanted man. to say real quick, like, that fucking movie. I I remember maybe even on one of the the, the previous podcasts t- thinking that it was gonna be like the biggest Candyman ripoff. <laughs> it's from got the, the word. It's, the name is ruined because of other bad movies, bro. Oh Not God. that the OG Candyman was bad by any means, the, but like the Bye Bye Man specifically has ruined. The opportunity for movies to have the something man. <laughs> it's just not cool <laughs> in, in, inherently. But, bro, the empty man. I, this is a hard one to sell on people, I think, strictly because of the name. And you can't tell people what it's about yeah. at all. Because it's, it's not you about have to watch it. You, an have, empty man. <laughs> you have to constantly, like, it, not you have to, but it's constantly engaging. Like, it doesn't slow down. Yes. <laughs> Everything that's happening is pushing the story forward in a really engaging way. Uh, yeah, dude, it's awesome. This is this is my second time watching it, and it was even cooler, honestly, on the second time. Dude, yeah. Like, watching it with and not being, like, super confused was really, you know, just solidified how much I fucking like this movie. Dude, I was surprised at uh, how much I just kind of really wasn't able to put together while watching it. Uh, but later from watching like a 30 minute mm-hmm. explained, you know? Right. Um, yeah, dude, I don't know. Just through and through, this movie was really, really like I, I was always present. I was always there, always drawn in. The horror just literally never stopped. And it, it's, it's a great conversation movie. Like to like with the, the homies just right after be like, so thoughts? What the fuck? Dude, uh, yeah. And then once you find, you know, the overarching actual themes and metaphor and how they accomplish it is really in you know there's a scene in the movie where they talk about that of how in, engaging an idea can truly be if you think about it and that that's this movie does that it, it allows you to be like yo that let's dive into the depths of what this meant and how it applies to re- real life you know and Dude, that's yeah. my favorite type of horror when you can take this you can watch it as like oh that was a cool you know, whatever thriller, this thing, that thing. But then you break down the layers and you're like, no, this is very poignant with what it was trying to represent, like, artistically and emotionally. Yeah. I, I, honestly, man, right now where this movie sits for me, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure <clears throat> your rating yet, but uh, I think so far this has been my favorite movie of the year, truthfully. Um, it's like, it's just like, 
it's so intense. The psych- mm-hmm. psychological horror behind it, but also like the the phil- the philosophy that like exists throughout it that they Dude, you know it's consistently f- bring up. It's like mm-hmm. it's just fascinating. You yeah, know? it's super creative, very well thought, very well thought out. And like, there's the more you watch it, the more you can like once you have the actual idea of what the movie is in your head, and you rewatch it, you're like, whoa, there's so much going on that I didn't. You know, I wouldn't even have known, like that has a new weight. Like some, like a character doing one thing in a moment, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. And then you rewatch it, and you're like, oh, that's what that was. That's fucking cool. Um, and you know, you know, it's a, always what's crazy too is you said it's your favorite movie this year, but this movie came out last year, uh, and just oh, no, it came out last year. Nobody knows about Dude, it. That's, so that's that, what I'm saying that, that brings me back to my point from the beginning. There's there's a lot of horror movies, and maybe it's mm-hmm. because. Uh, Maybe it's just because of the the ecosystem of movies right now and just how much shit is being pumped out. Yeah, I think it's streaming's fault, to be completely honest. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's destroyed trust with people mm-hmm. because... Rate, but we used to have like a rating system that worked pretty well. Yeah. Of like the stars and stuff. Of like the the audience got to directly rate it. And a lot of people base their opinions off of like, oh, do my homies like this or not? I'm yeah. not going to check it out based on that. But now it's like, we recommend that 80% of this movie you would enjoy. Yeah. And I've gotten recommended movies I know I don't like. And I'm like, dude, this is 93% recommended to me. What does the algorithm think that I like? Because it's yeah. wrong. And then you have to think <laughs> of every one of us probably really only made like uh, two streaming services at most you know you have Hulu you have Netflix you have fucking Amazon Prime there's so many and then there's HBO like, Max there's well, Paramount <laughs> Disney Plus dude yeah dude it gets Shutter. crazy man like I think uh, even like the, the History Channel like has their own or, or some that's shit that's cringe there's a yeah, Disney Plus you're right and that's it's like at that point you and are keep, so separated uh, from a, a vast majority mm-hmm. of people. And there's so, there's so, it's like this inclusivity or this exclusivity rather because there's so many and they keep doing exclusive releases through all of them yeah. that are set like the new Paranormal Activity movie, uh, which is like, why they, why you guys got to keep just putting names that are big on thing, movies that have nothing to do with the thing. <laughs> You know, since you bring it up, let's uh, let's, yeah, let's watch, watch this, this fucking one. yeah. This right, is new paranormal activity. This, so this I is thought they were done. <laughs> They're supposed to be. So this is out, and it has nothing to do with the other movies, from my understanding. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, but there, there's another one, Paramount Plus. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is, you you can only watch this on Paramount Plus, and it's a streaming movie. You can't watch it in theaters. It just came out of nowhere, and you're like, hey, you know that franchise that you 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 followed ex- like pretty extensively. What do you think you this does to the quality of entertainment? It fucking uh, cheapens it, probably. Yeah, because because it it shows that it the name isn't important. It's you, they don't care about the weight of the name. They care about the weight of their pockets once the name gives them money. What's your name? Because it's easier. Yeah. It's easy to be like, hey, t- here's this. Somebody comes to you with a script, right? And they're like, this is a cool idea, but I don't I don't think I could sell this idea. Mm-hmm. Let's let's take an old property, like uh, you know, Cloverfield. And we'll just put that on it, and then you can. It'll now it's part of the universe, and we can sell it. The demon was trapped And I think that's kind of what this god for too, dude. Yeah, honestly, uh, it's unfortunate for me. Uh, well, for for everyone, I should say, but I I think like when you really cheapen shit like this, one it really it, it makes just fucking like the idea of deities and uh, just like spirits and shit not scary. At, at least for me, it's like. Hey, let's, uh, there's like a million fucking demons out there. Let's, uh, let's just randomly pick this one and give him the cheapest costume. 
the, the <laughs> worst quality. And yeah, just hopefully people will think this is cool enough. I like that the, the protagonist just just got jump scared four times in a row in the trailer. Well, it's not uh, Paranormal Activity without jump scares, Omi. Remember? Guess, the scariest right. movie of your life. The scariest movie That's, ever a decade. You remember how they advertise that the, the original one is like literally just it's showing... It's completely real. Maybe. It's not out in theaters yet, but look sure at these people is. watching it. Welcome to the ghost dimension where I'm gonna fuck your ma. <laughs> To death. Dude, yeah, this is... Uh, is this the Ghost Dimension show? This almost yeah, they're showing so much in this trailer. It almost doesn't even look like a paranormal activity movie. I, it's not. Like I said, it's just... Uh, somebody came in with, a new, with an original concept, and the the director... Or the suits were like, ah, we can't sell this. Nobody's going to buy it because you're nobody... You're no-name director. So we're going to... It's paranormal activity now. <laughs> We've decided, and we're going to put it on streaming. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I definitely am gonna miss that, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, if it had anything what do you to think? do, yeah, I, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of. Uh, you know me, dude. I like remakes. Really, got to feel necessary, in my opinion. Like, I always reference Evil Dead. Like, Evil Dead is like my one of my favorite remakes ever, the modern one, because the original was campy. In the sense that it didn't have the funds to make it more, like, serious. Like, it was creepy, but it was also campy. And it wasn't something that I was scared of as a kid. So watching the, like, remake of it and seeing it done, like, very seriously, taking it, like, no comedy, takes itself very seriously, and seeing how creepy that can be, it it was awesome. Like, okay, this is worth it. But when you get shit like the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, where Freddy's just, like, a... Like, a really... I got pedophile and he's stoked about it. Like, it was creepy that ki- like he killed kids. Like that's uh, that's terrifying. All oh, the local creep that's kidnapping and killing kids, and we don't the ambiguity we don't know. But then the remake is like, mm, remember when I assaulted you, Sydney? Jesus Christ! You're like this isn't cool. Like because in those movies you you almost like low key like root for the killer sometimes, and yeah, I, I don't want to yeah. root for the dude that's a known. You know, child pedo, that's not fun for anyone. That's definitely not fun at all. And then, dude, honestly, <laughs> Halloween, I had this written down too. The, I know you haven't seen it yet, but the Halloween Kills movie, dude. I'm probably what? not going to see God, it. God, dude, I'm man. so yeah. fucking upset with that movie. But, okay, let, let's talk about it. What, let's let's what, fucking rap, dude. Let's rap about it. What fucking pissed you off about uh, Michael Myers? The Okay, so one, say, uh, the, I like the t- 2018 one. I, I'll get that out of the way. I think there's things that could have been better for sure. Quite a few things, but I really enjoyed what they were trying to do with the franchise. Um, and then the second one, there's like ideas presented, like the idea that Lori has wasted her life hyper fixating on Michael Myers, come like coming after her, you know, because it's like revealed that he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't even know who he doesn't even remember her. He's just like trying to go home. Yeah. <laughs> and and so that's like a cool concept to realize that this old woman has like ruined her family and her her own relationships because of this obsession. And if you watch the 2018 one, there's like context clues that imply that maybe she even caused the bus crash. Yeah. Which could be a huge reveal in the third movie of like, oh, she caused the crash. That would have been an interesting And now they got to like fight each other. But the second movie, like inherently because we were told there's going to be three movies total, the second movie inherently means nothing because you know Michael Myers doesn't die in it because there's going to be a third one. So anything that happens to him, you're like, well, this would be impactful if there was any 
modicum of the chance that he's going to perish, but it's there's a third Halloween movie, and we all know what happens when they do a third Halloween movie without Michael Myers. <laughs> the world explodes. <laughs> so there, clearly he's going to be in it. It's just, I don't know. The, I, I just I don't like this new meta of like, isn't he badass, bro? Yeah. Like, is it, no, I want him to be scared. He's murdering firefighters. Why is it cool? Yeah. <laughs> it, I should be scared right now. Well, it, when, when shit... And when, it's funny. When, when, when shit is like that, it makes me think that it's almost not even for, uh, like, the fucking uh, real fans of, like, the, Dude, the, okay. the series. It, it, it's more so to be, like, fucking encapsulated and sold as a t-shirt at Hot Topic at some point, you know? But then check this out. The second movie is... Filled with characters from the original John Carpenter movie that like barely had anything to do with it, but were like had encounters with Michael Myers, like the nurse that got choked yeah. by him, and the t- you know the little boy and Tommy, like that saw Michael Myers and now and they're traumatized by him <laughs> still years later. Uh, and they, this is like their whole mission. They're like they get the, they rally the town together to kill Michael Myers to find him and kill him. Uh, but the, it's so weird because they have this thing of like Michael Myers has been haunting this town for you know fifty fucking years and he's <laughs> never left the minds of these citizens, which implies that the characters are aware that Michael Myers has been in thirty five movies <laughs> because in yeah. their timeline this is a man that killed four people four, <laughs> forty years ago he killed four teenagers forty years prior. And the town is like, I still haven't recovered from that fucking guy. <laughs> like, dude, like the Green River Killer here was like, it's from our state. And my mom used to walk that river. Like, imagine if I was like, bro, like, he's coming. Like, when I was a kid, like, he's going to come back and get yeah, us. Dude. It just, it makes no sense. It just really relies on you being like, yeah, Michael Myers is terrifying. Obviously, they're scared. But they shouldn't be that scared because he's not yeah. that crazy in this universe. There's just a lot of bad writing, man. Like, the kills were funny, which I don't think was a good call. Like, They were funny? Yeah. All the kills were, like, supposed not to be Not all of them comedic. were funny, but, like, you know, some of them were kind of savage. But, like, the setup to them were, like, there's this part where there's this character. She's got, like, a Desert Eagle pistol, this fucking, like, like crazy gun. And yeah. Michael Myers is Stupid sitting. Big gun. He's sitting in a car. It's just, like, he's sitting down, not moving or driving there's He's no like, keys hey, what's up with this? the door's <laughs> open and she walks up and is like <laughs> like whiffing completely and then she, she gets up like right next to him and he's like he's looking at her and he, and he kicks the door and it hits her hand and she turns the gun around and shoots her own head and kills herself and it, <laughs> it's like that was funny why hold on <laughs> what, just, what just happened because her boyfriend yeah. seconds before that gets like Michael like slowly approaches him in the backseat of the car and stabs him through the eyeball and he like twitch dies and it's so it's like man that was really gruesome to watch yeah, that really yeah. cheerful guy get brutally murdered and then his lady shows up and gets like comedy killed and you're like wait hold on what is the tone that's going on here wah, wah, uh, wah. yeah also we should I don't think we said spoilers we should put a big spoiler warning right before that part because I spoiled a lot yeah you know, it's all good it's <laughs> and all I didn't good. that's not even half of what's wrong with it by the way <clears throat> I, I don't even really consider that a, a, a spoiling honestly man I mean it's obvious people are gonna fucking die yeah, in the movie I, I mean people are gonna aggressively defend that movie because they like Michael Myers and like what you like don't fucking change your opinion because I don't like it no you're not allowed to like what you like and I'm st- <laughs> yeah actually I changed my mind <laughs> I'm still gonna watch the third one, but man, that second movie really felt 
like a fucking waste. <laughs> yeah, it, it it sucks, man. Because I I really truthfully don't really have that that itch, that desire mm-hmm. to watch it for whatever reason. Like I really wanted to see, like you were saying, the uh, the 2018 one, and that one was great. You know, I mean, yeah, really enjoyed the, that one. There's some there's some actual like goofy acting moments in there too. That like the, the was idea meant of Sartain, the Doctor Sartain, is just kind of a like a silly idea in general. <laughs> it, definitely, definitely. I, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't know. The, just the, the way this the the most recent one was mm-hmm. set up is just. Oh, you know something I keep ridiculous. forgetting too. Do you know Danny McBride is involved in these movies? With, like, the writing and shit. Danny McBride is? Yeah. I, I just keep forgetting. I remembered that. I was told that for the 2018 one, and then I kind of just forgot. And then found that out again recently. I was like, oh, yeah. What the fuck? He's, uh, he's out there, you know? You never know when he's Danny McBride's going to be gonna Favre, gonna but he's just not <laughs> <project> himself. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, let's keep this shit rolling. Uh, we're going to listen to some music, y'all. This is a sleep sculptor. A deity conceived in a petri dish. <laughs> These fucking names, man. Okay, the mix is a little dirty. It's dirty in a good way. Yeah, I've been listening to some bands with some bad mixes lately. But the music's been tight. Uh, Also, dude, right out the gate, this band reminds me so much of Dark Complex. Dark Complex? Wow, that's a a band a lot of people haven't uh, listened to in a minute. Right, dude. They're OG fucking Widow EP. Fuck yeah, bro. Where would metal, screamo, hardcore be without the terracore? <laughs> I don't, it's, it's I don't think you, I, I don't think we could have it. It's there. I'm sure some kid would have made it eventually. <laughs> it never existed. <laughs> the most casual stab ever. Yeah, he's like chill about it. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> okay. What's up? I didn't know there was going to be aliens here. Sorry, I didn't warn you about the specters from space. <laughs> okay, pick it up. Give me it. Okay, I'll take it. Yep. Yeah. <coughs> okay, man, yeah. Pacing so far of this song is uh, right up my alley. This is, this is pretty cool, man. Yeah, super small band, but got some fucking heaters. Love the short, like, aggressive style they got. Right as they slow it down. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back, everyone. We need some more fucking just layered vocals like that. For real. Kind of just be hitting me. I like that band God Hand so much. Mm-hmm. They just their layers are fucking sexy. Dude, hell yeah! This this shit would be fun to watch live, man. Oh yeah, dude, I'd watch this. Throw a couple spin kicks at a crowd. <laughs> dude, high five! Yeah, cool shit. Somebody showed me that on stream the other week. Really cool. Damn, yeah, from 2019, less than 10K views. Go give it some love, y'all. Very cool. Go give it some love. Another brand new thing I just found. 
another uh, short aggressive track. I guess this isn't that short, but I remember it being very just like, ooh, fuck. Like, now the last one, they kept changing, like, pace pretty quickly. Yeah. This one kind of has that where you're like, oh, that's a cool riff. Oh, that's a cool riff. <laughs> uh, it's it's just Looney Screw, the name of the band or song? Uh, that's the name of the song. The, uh, the band, if you go back, it's on the it's the YouTube name. It's like New something. Mm. Newfoundland or something like that. <laughs> Newcomer. Newcomer. Newfoundland. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, this is Newcomer. Song, Looney Screw. <laughs> I forgot to tell you, dude, LeBron James is in the new uh, Warner Bros. fighting game. Uh, for, yeah. LeBron James. Duh. LeBron. Of course. Yeah, I think it's the, the version of from Space Jam. Dude. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. The fact sense. that there's versions of LeBron James is funny. Is this V1 or V2? Dude, I, there's, something, there's something really funny to me. I, I don't know why about just like... Re- real people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, becoming like... Actual like fighting a action playable heroes. character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something like, like seeing Daryl and yeah. Death I was I was literally just gonna say that it, it's like oh okay. This isn't The Walking Dead. Why are you here? <laughs> well, it, it kind of like it kind of deifies like real people in a sense. It's like oh shit. No, this person. This if per- anything, it just furthers the parasocial act- relationship people have with celebrities. Yeah. Because now you own a copy of <laughs> Dale from The Walking Dead and you. In your Xbox. <laughs> Dude, this artwork's pretty cool. It's it like, looks like the Warriors. Yeah, I was just gonna uh, say it's the Warriors with a uh, pinup model. I, oh, the more I look at it, there's like a bunch of different references actually. Ooh. You know, they're just fucking. Uh, they're just. Just having fun. I'm just slamming it out. Just a little, uh, little banging city baby. Just banging some meat. This honestly feels like something you would like improv with the homies and just be like, yo, that was sick. We should do that one day and then you never do it. <laughs> they actually did it. <laughs> Dude, I'm here for the vocals too. Yeah, it's a cool sound. It, it's very fitting for what they're, what they're laying down. I love that he does fucking way too many arts. <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah. He did four of them. The controversy surrounding the nature of the ARF is a... Uh, it, it's a bit of a touchy subject for it's, me. Dude, uh, it's, here's the thing. No one's ever going to solely be creative. Or not creative, but like original. You know, it's hard. It's so hard to be like... You founded a new thing, James. You did it. Like everything <laughs> at this point is a is a variation of other things. It's about combining things and warping it and making it your own thing, right? It becomes yeah. cringe when you hear the I, I, from Knocked Loose and you're like, I'm gonna do that exact same tone and that exact same arf arf in my song. Yeah, like, from- t- making your own things fucking tight because that's how we get mm. things like Taylor Barber from Left to Sever doing his fucking. Thing his fucking beefy, it's like a big boy eating a big steak is what it sounds like, dude. Yeah, like his version of the arf. Oh yeah, we did, we, for, uh, we haven't even talked about that. We uh, recently we, we reconvened with the fucking left to suffer homies. Uh, they were gonna come on the podcast, but they couldn't because of a uh, fucking. They had on the account of having to suffer. <laughs> yeah, they were too busy fucking perishing. Your Honor, my client is innocent because he was suffering. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the yeah the boys rolled through, played a, a too small venue. And it was the first show I had been to post quarantine, so that was really exciting. Uh, and it was tight. I can't believe dude Jebby fucking threw down. He like windmill kicked some fools. Dude, uh, that floor was so wet. I my klutz ass. I was I wanted to throw down, but uh, dude, I know 
The second I'm like, I'm getting in there, I'm going to throw a kick. My knee's slipping out of place or something. Dude, like. I felt so bad. <laughs> I, uh, I accidentally, like, my fist made perfect my fist overhead. <laughs> dude it accidentally made perfect contact with this like chick that was just standing on oh, the God. side this is like perfect <laughs> <laughs> you horny bonked her you sent her back to prison well apparently because she fucking somehow found me on Instagram and followed me like right after that <laughs> you, so. you, you slapped her with your Instagram tag <laughs> stuck her dude <laughs> Oh man, yo! Speaking of, we were just talking to oh, uh, Nocluse. Fucking uh, god! Behind the scenes, do you have seen this? I gotta tell this quick look soliloquy, really quick. Of when we we had this practice space up in Seattle, and uh, there <laughs> there's this truck that was always there, and it. Uh, I don't want to say the exact tag because he's obviously from the area, and I don't want to dox the guy. But well, he is our biggest fan. He's our hugest fan. <laughs> Uh, but he had a he had this big lifted truck like the big look at me truck and he had a big ass Instagram tag like a handle on his truck and so we were like well, all right let's check it out like this dude maybe he's a musician maybe he's tight uh, it was a private account and it was being followed by two people and then <laughs> and so we followed him and like he had to be requested to do it and that was like five months ago and he's never. <laughs> He's never accepted it. Uh, how? What's the business model? You have an Instagram tag on your truck to promote yourself, and then you have two followers, and when you get one f- more person to join your crew finally, you don't accept the request. Take the sticker off. <laughs> what a weird, what a weird thing to do. I thought. Uh, I, I think he's got something going. Honestly, I think he's got like a plug set up. You think he drops? No, I think I think he's about to make it, homie. Yeah, man, once I get that fifth, that fifth follower, dog. <laughs> follower. <laughs> I, I think once I get that fifth follower, dog, I'm gonna fucking email Budweiser. Yo, uh, there's a conversation I want to have about this right now. About Wh- what? Why the fuck uh, is this guy not in focus and looking at me? Why the fuck is every? <laughs> why the fuck is everyone like uh, under the the delusion, the the grand, the grandiose delusion that? They're gonna be the the mo- the next most famous thing, like because that's what every fucking successful person ever tells you. You just gotta work hard, Justin. You can do anything you want in this life. Just work at, just work I, hard for it. I, I'm an advocate for working hard, absolutely. But I like, didn't say that. I just but, said that's whatever. That's the grind. Set. That's what Elon Musk will tell you. You could do this. You just have to give up your whole life, kids. That's all you got to do. Dude, this, I don't know. This is the fucking. It's the California mindset of just grind and do it. Like everybody wants their 15 seconds because everyone that has the idea of success tells you to like to pursue that, dude. Yeah, it's unfortunate, you want this, man. You want this gold chain, right? Dude, I don't know. It just kind of bums me out, truthfully. Like, I see a lot of people essentially sacrificing uh, their integrity, like, who who they really are. And, and like, I can see uh, they're, they're putting on a mask, you know, masking all the, the fucking pain and shit that, that goes with it. But it's just like, man, like, I, I really don't want to see you have to do that. I, I just want you to be real. I want you to be genuine with me because, like, I think at the end of the day, you can still, like, uh, to at least to yourself, feel like you are, you know, something special. You are, you do have something to offer to your community or the the culture or whatever you want to call it. It's just like, <laughs> dude, I don't know. I think I think a lot of people are in a really dangerous spot now because of it. I think I think there's a, a just 
the 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 grand delusion is is so fucking loud right now because of the internet even maybe i mean uh you've you've got fucking suicide at an all-time high you know drugs are just being pumped into people well first of all under god's eyes suicide is badass so let's get that straight (laughs) well dude that that's even a conversation like i i I don't want (laughs) to god's got posters (laughs) that says kill yourself that shit's tight i i I don't want to go too deep down the fucking suicide hole but like i mean like suicide hole (laughs) that sounds nuts well dude there's a there's a lot of philosophers out there that like you know the suicide is is, it's not a big deal to them you know Mm -hmm. and uh if you if you really thought about it if you really went there there technically isn't but it's like i mean nothing has meaning if you let it exactly yeah uh, we're gonna keep this shit fucking rolling. It's the, the knocked loose laugh tracks behind the scene. We'll just uh, play this. So no matter how hard we try to not talk about it, we keep talking about the empty man on accident. <laughs> <laughs> empty. He's a man, but he he's just he don't got anything. He's like it's the merging of thought. <laughs> what if the empty man was just like a guy, like repetition, just a normal guy, <laughs> just, just fucking nothing, just no possessions. <laughs> he's just like, hey, can I trying to I'm trying empty. to get more possessions, trying like, to get full. <laughs> What is this right now that we're watching? This is a uh, knocked we sh- loose. We should we should play music because <laughs> listening to dudes talk while we're talking is hard. Uh, that, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, fuck that shit. No, no, I, I, I will say this though. I have seen this. Um, mm-hmm. It's actually a pretty good, pretty, uh, pretty cool, interesting video. Uh, speaking of this in particular, I just rewatched the Lamb of God Sacrament. Uh, studio video that shit okay one thing i i I really want to just like uh, add something about that (laughs) real quick it it makes me it feel like uh so like secure with where i am as a person right now and like the the weird things that you know everyone in our fucking uh, crew does you know We're, we're doing weird shit a lot of people are doing weird shit but uh watching that i instantly uh could relate to the fact that one this is just a bunch of fucking weird ass dudes who found success uh, by kind of just <laughs> really embracing the fact that they're weird, kind of ostracized, just people in their community, and they get uh, they get together and they kind of just do fucking. Things that don't inherently make sense, you know. It's just like, what do you like to do? Uh, I like to fucking. Uh, drag race and fucking play the fastest, most stupid fucking guitar riffs. Dude, I'm and, trying to meet that guy. The drag racing <laughs> guitar soloist. Well, that's one of their guitarists. That's one of their guitarists, what, man. What band are you talking about again? Uh, Lamb of God, real quick. That's so crazy. But, but uh, getting to the point of so all cool. this, it's like you have all these weird just individuals that probably on their own mm-hmm. wouldn't really amount to anything. But the community surrounding them, the fact that they can come together and be like, Listen, we we kind of don't stand a chance like outside of this fucking group, the, the this community that w- that we share, and the fact that we can just be really honest with ourselves, who we are, it it for whatever reason is is uh, really romanticized amongst like the normies <laughs> or you know, and because of like because of what they do, the the <laughs> the fucking lunacy behind it, it's a uh, it's just so. Uh, just openly accepted and just be, it's, it's it's beautiful man it, 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 it anyways it's like what it comes down to is just like just a bunch of fucking rednecks being weird and and it fucking works man it's yeah, like so there's no reason why it works other than the fact that it, they're just trying to 
they're just just trying to be themselves. Th- you know? That should be the whole takeaway of life. If you look at most of like that type of thing, like even Duck Dynasty from the outside, you know, it's like it's a core group of people that found a way to make their their lives work. Yeah, and I think I mean, yeah, going going with that, I think that's probably why a lot of I think that's why uh, Walmart is Duck Dynasty. We're, we're going to keep this shit Dude, going. Dude, honestly, let's be real. Duck Dynasty would, would have been a great name for a store for, like, hunting stuff. <laughs> oh, absolutely. If that wasn't a show that, dude, the, a guy who was about to open a store is like, Argh! so upset that he didn't think of that. Uh, yeah, this is uh, the new Fat Nick track. Uh, let's find out if it sucks or if it doesn't. Bro, it's featuring Lil Jerry. <laughs> who the fuck is Lil Jerry? It sounds like my dad's friend. Or right, it's, it's so Jerry. funny. It's funny as fuck because that, he holds that like, that's the A12 like auto shot put shotgun, the like clip, and his name's fucking Lil Jerry. But yeah, dude, uh, Fat Nick, obviously, w- meme, whatever, you know, he is what he is, but yeah. one thing he does excel at, this man's writes good hooks. Mm-hmm. This dude has always had a knack for writing a catchy, like, flow and hook. Yeah, you know, I think this, uh, th- th- this probably ties into our conversation we were just having, too, about, like, how, like, like, I truthfully don't think Fat Nick would be successful at all if he wasn't just kind of embracing this, like, just strange fucking just honesty like <laughs> i mean the fact that he's like it's it's pretty fucking like just trashy everything he's like showing right yeah but it's romanticized because it's not understood it's not or he's just like he said he's confidently being himself so yeah it, it can it can be romanticized it, in the it's essentially like, saying oh, i wish i could just be as weird as this guy's being because I want to do cool shit, but I, I would get made fun of if I took off my shirt and had a bunch of Pokemon tattoos yeah. while gangbanging with guns, you know? Yeah, it's like we all we all claim that we don't give a fuck, you know? But this mm-hmm. is kind of like But a, this dude truly don't give a fuck. It, it's like saying I, I don't give a fuck without saying, hey, I'm claiming I don't give a fuck. <laughs> that was really funny. I just I <laughs> didn't mean to cut you off with this dude in that shot. It looked like he got a FaceTime call and like had to pick it up in the middle of the shot. <laughs> Okay, I, you know, the beauty of shit like this, I will say, is the fact that literally anyone can do this. Li- I mean, obviously you can't just possess all these fucking weapons naturally. I mean, you gotta know someone, but like, again, going back to uh, the idea of community and shit like that. Just hit up your fucking homies. I mean, everyone knows a guy that like collects weird shit, you know? Post them find, up, share them out. Find you know? your niche, build your community, and thrive in it. Absolutely, I think that's a gr- that's a great uh, summary of, of what I'm trying to say. Hundred percent, because yeah, exactly. You can look at this with any type of rose-colored goggles or whatever you want to look at. They're doing what they want, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's Keep- something a lot of people can't say. <laughs> Real quick, keeping a fucking rifle in your, <laughs> your fridge. fridge. Dude, there's there's no way this is their pad. You know, this is all. I if I had that many guns, I'm not filming this in my house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, like, they don't really keep their guns on the side of the house where anybody can just grab them. It's clearly for just the video's sake. Yeah. I, I, I love his stomach of tattoos. They <laughs> I, just, no I love his stomach. I love his stomach. <laughs> what a great stomach. It's so just randomly placed. Like, it's like the dartboard effect of just th- throw it and just whatever's there. It's like a wheel and a dartboard. The wheel landed on a subject and the dartboard landed on the part of his stomach where the tattoo would go. Yeah, I'm here for it. You know, body positivity, homie. It's Absolutely. Catchy. It's catchy music, dude. I th- he's whatever, whatever you want to feel about him. He writes catchy shit. 
Yeah, no, that, that was definitely a bit of a bop. Also, uh, that beat was cool. It was like reversed. That, that that's creepy, what I'm talking like, about. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, an interesting beat. Uh, let, let's keep the beats going, actually. Let, uh, real quick, let's uh, a quick yeah. RIP for yeah, Young rest Dolph. In peace, man. Uh, that shit happened way Super too recently. young. Uh, this is, to be honest, Young Dolph, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on all that shit, it's homie? It's just getting sad, dude. So many fucking artists, rappers and R&B, whatever, getting fucking murdered out in these streets, bro. It's it's really sad. You know, like... Uh, I, I don't King, think it's limited to rap or something. I King think it's, Von got it's just killed nature. pretty recently, and that, that dude was fucking tight. He wrote some sick fucking music. I, yeah, I got into uh, Young Dolph, like... I don't know, like maybe six months ago or something like that. Like pretty new to this guy. Same with King Von, and it, like it sucks watching these, you know, aspiring like at the peak of their game dudes just getting fucking murdered. Yeah, dude, should be sad. Yeah, uh, really was coming up. I think uh, he was under uh, Gucci's fucking uh, label. Dude, yeah, he was really starting to like flourish. Definitely, uh, you know, every everyone needs like a fucking I'm rich, uh, very successful, I have so many assets kind of guy. Uh, and he, he definitely kind of fucking tickled that fancy for me. He's, in a way that wasn't that, uh, too over the top, I'd say. It's because he's new money. You know, so, like he he's the type of dude to put his, his boys on, you know, like help the crew out. Seems like a real like helping the boys out type of guy. Yeah. Like the money's for me and the homies. Dude, uh, next podcast, we gotta get a bunch of fucking wine and just get shit faced in here. <laughs> you know, wine drunk? <laughs> yeah, dude. Chewy. Dude, uh, did, did, uh, did it say how, how old he was? He was 35. 35? Mm-hmm. Man. Cletus. Cletus. Good name. <laughs> It's like a hot screech. The best ad lib ever. <laughs> Yo, fuck a skirt. Give me a sh- <laughs> I wonder if that's what inspired the B footage of the hawk overhead. What? The, the, the video editor heard that part and was like, oh, it'd be funny if I just put B footage of a hawk throughout the video. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> dude. I'm here for it. Do the weird shit, man. You have to. Mm-hmm. I don't care about, like, looking fresh or cool as fuck. Just, just be, just be something. Something, be something else. Dude, yeah. R.I.P. Young yeah. Dolph. Rest Too easy. Soon. Rest easy. We got fucking uh, Landmarks uh, lost Bro, in a wave. This is one of those bands that, okay, if just want to get it out of the gate. Sick. Fucking real cool metalcore band. Vocalist is super impressive. Really into this band right now. Okay. Fucking hate the name. It's so off-putting. So off-putting to me. I'm so sick of the V thing. Uh, It's not even consistent. Only one of the A's has the V, which is like it looks nicer. But I'm just, I just don't get it. Yeah. And I'm not even that I need to get it. It just, it's just so many bands have done that. I just don't want to see it anymore. Mm -hmm. It just is not. It's never been fun for to me. I've never thought it was a cool idea. But hold on, this is a part is so fucking cool. Uh, this uh, this song in particular was one of my uh, uh, favorite songs uh, by them. But you know, unfortunately for me, these guys, they're you know, fifty percent of it is really sick. Fifty percent of it is just like 
man, what the fuck am I listening to right now? <laughs> like, honestly. Uh, but fortunately, this is one of their better songs, I'd say. The drop in this song, homie. Yeah, they bring back that intro breakdown. It's nasty. It's my first time watching the music video, but... Their vocals has a cool, cool range. But yeah, also, yeah, the, also the name Landmarks by itself, I'm not super into. So like outside of the V thing, just the name is so... Yeah. Every time I hear it, I don't know why, but novelists get... I always think of novelists when I think of Landmarks. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I like novelists. That band's tight. And then I'm, I'm like, that's not the same band. <laughs> They're not the same band at all. They're not even similar in sound. Yeah, we got the first TV of the night. <laughs> yeah, metalcore bands, take note. If, uh, if your director shows up or sends you a, like a script or like a preemptive and it has uh, like a TV like a little like an old school TV in the, the writer just tell him to think of something else I would say uh, if they smash it in this I'm gonna be I'm gonna freak out if they smash it like would, that's cool that water shot give me more of that yeah no that shit's cool Let's TV. I, I would say as a catalyst to the the fucking TV thing um, if uh, your director's wearing a scarf just fucking run. We should, uh, get <laughs> Just out get there. out of there. If it's not Paul and he's got a scarf on. <laughs> How are we feeling about his vocals, Avi? Uh, I used to be super annoyed by that style of vocal, but I've come to be like, dude, so many people do it, I can't choose to be annoyed. So I've, I've adapted to it. I'm not as off-put when I hear it anymore. And uh, because of that, and his range, I'm fine with it. It's not my favorite. Like, I wish he would do a little more of like a lower mid, so I could. Because sometimes when he does the faster, it becomes a little like hard to understand. But this part, uh, yeah, like that screams nasty. Great transition too. And then he hits some nasty lows right here too. The voice don't fit the body, but it sounds good, homie. It's such a contrast to the. It really is. And I, th I think that's why it's super cool, because it's like, whoa, wasn't expecting that. And honestly, dude, gotta say, I think another big reason this works is because of that moment of contrast of, when I think about a lot of popular metalcore bands right now that do the mm -hmm. whole singing thing with like a high-pitched fry, th and they drop, vocals never match the intensity. Yeah. And this band does it fucking really well. Like, Beartooth has always been really good at that, and this band's sick at it, and like, Polaris is really good at that. But, like, there's a lot of, like, these up-and-coming metalcore bands that have that, you know, that, like, Rise Records type of energy, that fearless energy. Dude, yeah. I think there's a lot of potential with this band. One, I mean, they're all still very young, right? Uh, See, look, Land... Oh, never mind. I just did it again. I thought it was Novelist. I'm so fucking falling into my own traps. <laughs> <sighs> Dude, uh, what, what, what do you think, homie? About the band? Yeah. I think they're tight. I think uh, they're kind of on the up-and-up right now, too. They're getting a lot of hype, so... They get some backing behind them, like just to push them further. I yeah, I have high hopes for this band to do really well. Like a uh, a great example, like look at Currents, dude. This band came out like they were, you know, their first shit was whatever. It was okay. We'll keep and this then, shit rolling. This is Currents, kill the ache. And then they got the new guy uh, and did the where I feel safest, and that album was fucking amazing. Like, whoa, really put that band on the map for like sick fucking metalcore. And then they put out this album, and man, I re-listened to this shit recently. And I really missed out on the release of this album. This album is fucking tight. Oh, you missed this? Wait, wasn't wasn't this an EP? Or no, this one was a no, full No, this length. was the album. Yeah, yeah there yeah. was an EP right before this. But, 
yeah, dude, I don't know what mood. I must have been going through like a heavy mood or something and just didn't really. Well, this is a very moody band, homie. Yeah, that's, I guess, a good point, too. Like, lyric. Dude, that's why I was listening to the lyrics. That's what really got me. I I had them pulled up and was just like, dude, I love how this guy writes. Yeah, dude. Everyone in this band is very, like, they they, they really complement each other very well, I think. (laughs) It's cool to see the range of, uh, what's his name, Jake, Jacob, the guitarist, Mm -hmm. uh, being in Shadow of Intent and this band. Like to be to write that technically, but to that different of a degree, <laughs> super impressive. Yeah, it's absolutely. like that savant brain. It's like that Rob Scallion shit. Mm-hmm. I just called him Scallion on accident. I do it all the time with Scallion, but my mouth is like potato. Rob Scallop. <laughs> Scallop potato man. The Scallion put green on him. I was referring to the morsel. Yeah, that's a great chorus, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think the it's, beauty of shit like this that really works well is, like, one, I, I can tell, like, looking at those guitars that homies be playing, at least one of them is a fucking gent nerd. And you know yeah, what? True. They're they're definitely not playing gent, but the, the fucking training that they have had mm-hmm. as guitarists growing up, it just fucking coming together with all these other guys, all their ideas, like, kind of meshing together. Right. They make this beautiful fucking moody thing that are not not a lot of fucking metalcore bands are doing, you know? Yeah, and, this, and this it, ambience is, like you said, moody. It's yeah, it, it tapers into so deathcore, good. too, man. Like, I would absolutely uh, put this right. uh, this band right right next to Chelsea Grin, like, on a set, you know? Well, this not, is, this is not so a show, I should say. I love this. The, what I really like about the vocals, too, you can just feel his fucking pain and his sadness. He really gives it out in his singing and his screams and shit. Yeah. Even in the music video, like that, I, I even I have a struggle with really selling it sometimes for like the getting into that headspace. Like, homies, now this is a really good song, like important song to him. You can tell. Yeah, dude, it, it's so important. Shit. I, I think it's really important too for your producer or, or I should say engineer, whoever is recording you. Like, they, they have to fucking know you, man. They have to right. know how to like operate you. Yeah, you're bearing your soul. You can't can't be to some stranger. Yeah, like, the, the the relationship there is, has always fascinated me, too, man. It's like, you have to be comfortable with who you're working with, man. Because, one, Absolutely. you're really making yourself vulnerable when you're doing shit like this. Yeah. And, like, it's very easy for literally anyone to be like, this shit's fucking dumb. Right, yeah. <laughs> or, like, pick and choose, yeah, the moments, you know? Yeah, this is one of the one of the few bands I think that does like uh, really emotional stuff that that actually pulls it off pretty mm-hmm. well. I'd say because I think we're all trying to do something a little emotional on the real. Well, the emotional shit has longevity to it, you know. Like heavy's heavy's tight and and it's a more of like a moment, but like this things that have this weight, like this goes. This is something you come back to as an adult. And you're what? Like, Fuck. Why do really you think that is? Me? Why do you think that is? Real quick. The well, just because like like heavy is like a. It's like that's what anger is, right? And that's what like that feeling of aggression is. It's you hit something, you yell, you you get it out for a moment. Like that's kind of what that heavy is. Sometimes it's just that feeling of like, whew, I just needed to get that fucking heat out. Versus this is something you could listen to at any moment and be like, fuck, I wasn't even thinking about that relationship, but now I really am. Or like yeah. that person that I don't get to see anymore. Or that feeling I have. You know, it can cut through the the room. The you know, there's certain like audio. I'm sure like a lot of people can relate to. There's like certain songs or certain audio cues that 
you hear and you're like, oh no, <laughs> like a fuck. Yeah. Uh, just just because that feeling is associated to the song now. Versus like, I don't know, at least for me, like with heavy shit, that's never been something I'm like emotionally invested in. That's always something that I'm, it's like a feeling, like a mood versus, yeah. like I don't think I've ever got, like listened to like a deathcore band and been like, bro, like, I feel like this guy really bared his soul to me. Do you think it's because uh, maybe by chance the fact that uh, people more so like rather than feeling like, oh, yeah, angry and pissed off and or like I want to, you know, pump iron or, or just get pumped up. Like, do you think it's just natural for people to kind of, uh, I guess, have an attachment to 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 tragedy or, or sadness or like that? That's the the feeling that kind of dictates all of our lives in general. Or? Yeah, I don't know. I think it probably has something to do with the fact that it's such a ni- uh, not niche, but like taboo subject you know like a lot of people don't talk about mm, like, things that really kind of yeah actually bother them and make them, them sad them. and emotional because a lot of people are like pride i say it all the time i think pride is like such a big toxic like issue that a lot of people have and it's built into them it's ingrained into them to be mm-hmm. proud and to not ask questions and not ask for help and shit and you get yelled at for trying for being weak or not being a man at the age of eight type of shit you know so i feel like a lot of people grow up with the assumption that they're not allowed to be emotionally vulnerable because that means that they're burdening people or they're is weak. that a defense mechanism <clears throat> you think or is I think that... it's more trauma than anything like or like people being raised in that like it's an unintentional side effect of years of being raised by neglectful people you know yeah like a uh, there's something I was talking to Cole about recently of like she was you know really struggling about uh, talking with her parent and stuff and I was like man you, like you know I know that sucks and it's hard but you also got to realize like think about what her relationship is with her parents. Like you know how her how your grandparents are, and they're like not fun people. You know, like now think about like when she got pregnant. She was you know super young, and how that all of these amalgamations form that person. Like they're not intentionally out to ruin your day. A lot of the times, a lot of people are mm-hmm. malicious without understanding that they're malicious, because they're sad kids on the inside that never got to grow up. You know, they never got that hug from their parents. They never got that like I'm proud of you moment. So they just grow up with this, like, resenting, like, need to put things on other people and, like, not... Because it's too sad to think about it themselves. And that goes on to your kids, and then they grow up not having their emotions on, you know, out there to the world either, and they internalize Mm, them. And So I think that's why music and art is so important to people, and that's why people are so diehard to the things they like, and they get tattoos and shit of it, because the words and the feeling are speaking to them where their parents and loved ones have failed them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I think because of that, I think that's why we, uh, why the vice naturally just kind of exists for all of us. I think everyone kind of, uh, unfortunately, even though it's like <coughs> privilege is definitely a real thing. Like I, I think everyone kind of, uh, suffers in their own way in that regard. And that's why yeah. we, we have these fucking, that's why I've got the fucking nicotine. That's why I fucking someone we've, we've drinks got, themselves to not to sleep every night. Or you We've know. all got voices, or we've all got, vi- <laughs> we've all got these voices. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, we, we've all got vi- vices when all we need is uh, more voices. <laughs> yeah. I've got these voices <laughs> in my head, Jesse. So now that you know that Austin is schizophrenic, uh, uh, we're hey. gonna keep this shit rolling. This is the deep house. Uh, what if they? What do <laughs> we, hey, Doc. What do I do if uh, one of the voices wants a drug that I'm allergic to? Oh, it's a foreign film. Okay. Is French? No. They're speaking English. Oh shit! That's just for whatever reason. 
it's, uh, there's subtitles in, in a different language. The lake, there's a perfectly preserved house. Yeah, I don't know. House. Oh, the subtitles are on. Oh, maybe it's like a. It's a long way. This is a, I think it's just a, like a French trailer or something. It might be. It might be a French film and it's just dubbed. But it might be in French Canada or something. Because they have two trailers. We edit the footage. Once we reach our first million views, we're going straight to the Littlest Chapel in Vegas. Spoken like a true YouTuber. Dude, I'm so happy I never fucking grew up in Vegas. Like I've seen some kids that grew up in Vegas, man, and it's just like. Bro, Vegas has a hard time growing up in Vegas. Dude, yeah. How much work it probably takes to keep the desert at bay. <laughs> Think about that all the time, bro. Like uh, salt, salt, salt's like the the enemy to civilization, bro. Mouth is so dry. Okay, where's the spooky man? No, it's gonna be a creature on the block. Right here. It's Pennywise doing that dance. What the fuck I would leave the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the trailer. That was the trailer, man. Go to the other one. This is the wrong trailer. I'm sorry. I'm, no, sorry. I'm sorry I've wasted your time. Go to the other trailer. That that did nothing for But me. did you see? Did you see how scared they were? <laughs> no, they had masks on. Well, that might be scary. Go back. Oh, you can't. <laughs> Just type in the deep house again. I'm sorry. The deep house. It's such a dumb name, by the way. <laughs> because, only because I really love the lighthouse and I really enjoyed the night house. So I can't possibly be caught talking. No, the second one. I think we just watched nope, the second one, didn't I? I promise. Okay, hang on. I watched this one earlier because we're, we're on my account. Pussy. <laughs> yeah, here we go. This is the one. Notice okay, how there's not okay. gigantic French text in the middle. <laughs> This Fair is enough. definitely the right one. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird when there's like two different companies or two different cuts of the same trailer. <laughs> yeah, I guess you do need uh, multiple trailers though. Well, that's, yeah, that's one thing. But when it's like, like this is so close to what we just watched, <laughs> but it doesn't yeah. have a key part. Yeah. Like this, none of this was in there. The actual creepy shots of like, yeah, that'd be terrifying to go under a, a boat and that's been there for whoever knows how long and nothing's eroded. Yeah. Like nothing's got covered in barnacles and rust and shit. It's <laughs> just very chill. Okay. Like, hey, I was sleeping, bitch. <laughs> okay. And so it's like uh, water zombies. It's like the premise i think the scary thing about uh, the water in general is the fact that like once you're fucking in it you, it's like you can't really go fast at all there's <laughs> yeah, you're like kind of just committed you're to just the like oh, the solid two miles an hour like at most yeah what's uh what's the scariest water like what okay not the scariest what's the the one like water-based animal you would not want to be murdered by <laughs> De like obviously you don't want to be murdered by any of them, but what's what's like the one you dread the most if you had to choose? I think most people, if we're talking like horror horror monsters, is definitely like the no, just a like normal in real, oh like okay, real so life. like I'm in the water, something's gonna pull a me down. Any and fuck type me of water, up. any type of water, yeah. It's you, up to your creativity. It could be a box jellyfish, 
oh, I've been stung. Now I'm going to paralyze and drown. Like, that's kind of scary. Dude, honestly, I feel, like, I feel like a, a sea lion would be terrifying. Just munching you to death? Well, well dude, that's the thing. Dude, that'd take yeah. a while, bro. That would suck. Dude, those motherfuckers, Ooh. if they wanted to, they could do some serious damage. Just I, getting arf arf I was just, I, the other day, I was down at the beach just fucking taking a walk, right? And these sea fucking, lion posted it? Well, dude, like, they're all just, like, literally in the fucking waves watching you. Like, they're aware of, right. like, what you are. They're waiting for you to fall in. <laughs> well, they're not like tr- gonna fuck me up, but like I don't know that. they're they're keeping their distance because they're just as scared of us as uh, we are of them. You I know? think they're outside right now. Just oh, fuck the old man's here <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, yeah. What about you? What's a uh, what's your fear? Something pulls you down what's underwater. I've got two big ones. Okay. Uh, one is like like a two big squid like. Too big squid. <laughs> like, because uh, they can extend their, their limbs pretty far. And I have this vis- visual in my head of like, like, oh, like I'm a, what's it called when you're like breaking the surface? You're waiting. Like, I'm waiting the water, you know? Like, in the middle of the ocean. Like, oh, my ship's You're wrecked. just floating. I'm just or... waiting. I'm waiting. I'm like, no, I'm waiting. Like, I'm floating. Like, not like on my back, but like paddling kind of like, like this, like the water's up to my chest, you know? And I'm just like, you can okay. look down, like there's the ocean, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and I'm like looking to the left, looking to the right, and all of a sudden I feel like something. Kind of like pull my leg, and I'm like, "What the fuck was that?" And I look, and there's just like th- this tentacle wrapped around my leg, and it's just a, a squid that's really far away, already descending, and it's doing that thing where its body's low, and then it yanks you, and then it goes lower, and then it yanks you, and it like slowly pulls you down <laughs> to the to the darkness. Uh, I'd probably faint. Yeah, truthfully. I think that'd probably be one of the most horrifying things I can imagine. But more <laughs> practically, I think I'm most scared of crocodiles. Oh yeah, dude, that would fucking suck, man. Yeah. I, I don't I'd, think there's I'd be any. So bummed to be killed by a crocodile. Yeah, ah, the whole time, <laughs> dude. Yeah, they just spit. <laughs> you, you couldn't even do that because it spit death rolls you. Like, yeah, it just barely you nips even the side of your go, foot oh. or something. You're like, oh, yeah, there got goes me. my limb. Not so, even he's got. He'll do it. He'll take your leg off, and then now you have no foot. Just and being he's still going to come after you, bro. Being wrangled by something that imagine has... it grabs your torso. Like that's going to take so long to drown you. Because it's not just going to kill you. It's just going to clamp your stomach and spin you till you drown. That's so... That'd be horrifying. <laughs> yeah. You're just, like, <laughs> trying to punch it as you're getting flailed around. And then you're going to get stuffed in, like, some old log underneath the river. Yeah, somebody's going to find find this a crocodile that's fucking suffocated on your corpse. And he's going to put it in his house. <laughs> yeah, let's keep the shit rolling. Uh, this is Of the Abyss. It's uh, a playthrough. <laughs> Learn to yeah. shore, everybody. Wanted to talk about these. Uh, I thought this was of worth note because I wasn't like Will's a g- crazy good vocals, obviously, but I wasn't super like on the like, whoa, dude, the new Lorna to shore. Like, have you guys fucking seen this? Yeah. Homie's playthroughs. These are one takes he's been doing, uh, and whoever mixes these, I think it's linked in the description, but. Uh, the guy mixing his vocals should mix the next Lorna Shore vocals because he sounds so fucking good in these. Like, his control and his pitch and his tone and his depth is just, like, on point, honestly. Like, I think this shit really is a good, uh... I'm glad he did this. I think, it, I think it's putting a lot of uh, questions to, to rest. I think I saw a snippet of this on TikTok, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love it when fucking any vocalist uh, of, of any type of genre, like, steps up and does the one take, man. It's, it's just oh, yeah. interesting. It's, like... It's classy. Okay, thank God that, like, some shit is, like, real, you know, in today's age. 
Oh, I, I just realized too. That's actually sick. His uh, his the cut you know that is cut into the side of his hair goes into where it matches his eyebrow cut. I haven't seen a few people do that. That's yeah. pretty cool. Very it's fresh. Like some samurai shit. Very fresh. Do you think uh, do you think uh, big ears make the comeback ever? It's kind of uh, like it's kind I of like I could see that having a cultural reset for sure. Yeah. I think it needs time because people are in the phase right now of like everything's clowns, not clowned on. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, everything is clowns. <laughs> everything is clowns. <laughs> everything is clowns. You go to fucking school, everyone's like dripped up in some big ass clown shoes and a fucking. Oh man, nose. that's a goosebumps episode, bro. You go to you go to school and you show yeah. up late and the cafeteria's all clown food and it turned all the kids into clowns and all the staff. There's ever, just like clown ever, cafeteria ladies. <laughs> the school is the school for clowns. Everything you touch squirts water in your face. <laughs> yeah, you grab a trophy to the. The, the protagonist in this story is like just a fucking normie. Just not a clown. Poser. <laughs> Getting bullied by clowns for not being a clown. That'd be really funny. Yeah, they're out of clown juice so they can't turn you. They're out of clown so they're just like, you fucking, you fucking idiot. Nerd non clown. Oh, God. Every time you turn a corner, they go, <laughs> like, stop doing that, guys. It's not fucking funny. Look at those cheeks flap. What's uh? What is his neck tattoo? It's a flower, right? Yeah. It's several strips of bacon. Dude, I, yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> like when it's slightly covered up like that, it's a. Uh, it almost looks like a, the open mouth of a of, demogorgon. Like it's kind it's of left interpretation a little <laughs> bit, isn't it? Yeah, it's a little meat curtainy for sure. <laughs> but what does it mean? <laughs> what you get to me, bro? Yo, Bro, this solo fucking sucks, man. Respect on the curls, though. <laughs> That's fair. Do you know? Who's, no, you know I'm who's, just joking. Too. You this know who's crushing <laughs> so, guitar solos recently? What? what? Angel Maker. Angel Maker. Yeah, they've been writing some cool solos lately. How many angels do you think they've made recently? <sighs> lately? Yeah. See your salmon, probably. See your salmon. See your salmon. You know, Dad. I could probably say with. Wait, hold on. Wait for it. Right fucking here. This one. Oh, dude, though. So beefy. I gotta give it to him. He ha homie hasn't nervously touched his hair once in this entire video. Holy shit, you're right. Wow. That's impressive, honestly. You never see that. He's kind of like just closed his eyes the whole time and just like... Yeah, because it's probably hard to do. Like a six minute long song. Bro, I don't know. I'm pretty fucking good at vocals. You want to hear my? Hey, you, Austin, you mind hey. my fucking demo? Oh, yeah, I, I got a fucking. Ugh. What do you think yeah. of that, homie? I can't believe I ever did. I, <laughs> dude, I think about. I did that to Adam Warren. I, I think about that all the time. And I was like, let me show you my screams, guy. Dude, and he was like, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, it's. I think it's time uh, that we we start having some fucking. Uh, some fucking competition amongst vocalists. I think it'd be really sick to do like uh, some type of fucking. Dude, like, that scream fighter thing. Get two thing, vocalists man. in a studio, you know, man. Mm -hmm. Just fucking shoot it out, homie. I mean, obviously it's like boxing, and you know, it's like it's all love, homie. But like, dude, yeah. That that healthy competition. That that shit's fun, man. Like people want to see people, mm -hmm. you know, metaphorically fight. Dude, how sick would it be to do like horse, like the basketball horse game, but with vocals? You're like a vocalist on, and you're like. 
you do like a guttural and you're like, okay, yeah, you, so you gotta do that same guttural. Dude, that'd be fun, man. <laughs> yeah, that'd be sick. Dude, yeah, no. His, his, uh, you know, his composure throughout the whole thing. Very, uh, very well performed. Homie <laughs> just faints. <laughs> <laughs> he opens his eyes and his eyes are dilated and he passes out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on this playthrough, homie? Fucking, I think it's legendary. I think, uh, I think it's pretty cool. I think he's, like, got the best fry control in Deathcore since Dickie Allen's, like, been doing shit. Dude, yeah. <clears throat> like, he might not have, like, nasty tones for, like, you know, like, what CJ could hit or what Tom could hit, but he has control over his range and his style, and I, I think, I think whatever they do next is really gonna be cool. Like uh, this EP is whatever. Like I really like the into the 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 I return to nothingness. That song's fucking sick. But the re the other two songs, I'm just like, yeah, I've heard other Lorna Shore songs that get me way more hyped. Yeah. So I think, like now, like now that he's kind of proven himself, then whatever he does next, he'll get to put his like creative energies into. Yeah. And I think it's going to be very sick. New record. I'm excited. New record was a bit of a mess for me, unfortunately. Yeah, it was whatever. But, um, you know, I did yeah. the vocal mix too. I think was a big reason. Honestly, it just was super lackluster. Yeah. Go yeah. for it. Uh, no, no, that's that's about it, though. Honestly, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm hopeful for the new fucking record. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I, I I think they they're obviously very talented musicians. Yeah, they put out like great shit. They have a good track record. Yeah. Baba booey. But can they deliver? And I think. But Canyon. Uh, going back to the fucking Angel Maker, let's, uh, let's see how many fucking angels they really have. Made. Let's see uh, how many vocalists they have now. What I would give a very, uh, a very not death metal, deathcore fucking name, but <laughs> well, this song's we need sad. a break every now and then. The song's really sad. <laughs> Actually, I left a comment on this video about that because I love when, like, heavy bands are able to get emotional. I remember the first time I heard Impending Doom, they wrote a, he wrote a love song to his wife, but it was heavy as fuck. And that's what this is. Like this is like this emotional breakdown of like losing a loved one. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I dude, I love Matt. He tries so hard to be metal, but he's always got this permanent smile. <laughs> oh, dude, he's got the fucking uh Iceman guitar. Here's Johnny. Yo, drummers, y'all need to bring Triggers back. That shit was sick live. This has such a nostalgic, like, feeling to it. Yeah, I think this whole band, honestly, in general, they kind of merit a, a nostalgia. Um, they're married to, the married to the MySpace. Married to the MySpace. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I, I, I'm, I'm definitely here for it. It's like, you know, these guys know what they're good at. They stay true to it. And, I mean, I, they're, you know, they're not, like, fucking on top of the game by any means. But, I mean, competition is competition. It's like, they're, they're, they're staying in their fucking lane. You know, they're pushing the shit forward. You know? I think this, this band will, will always have um, not the biggest fan base, but a dedicated one. Like people that like Angel Maker love Angel Maker. Okay, uh, well, let, let me ask you, how how would Angel Maker kind of break through a little more? You think, like, what, what's something that they could do? Um, to like, probably, dude, I don't know. Probably go the route of like 
you either have to go more progressive to like the to please the like um, you know like the shadow of intent route where it's like mm-hmm. progressive like it's almost death metal with a little core in it or you have to go the darko route where it's bordering metalcore deathcore I think that makes a little yeah I think that makes sense cause where they're at right now this is not like a it's not super sellable you know like not, this is like I fucking like this a lot but like newer kids aren't into this like kids are not into listening to records all the way through yeah god this is cool Dude, this is cool because one, it's 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 a fucking slow breakdown, but it's pumpy, you know. Yeah, uh, that's part's so cool. It's a fun video considering it's one location. Like it's a simple idea, but it's I, I like how it looks. And like they've clearly well, they got like seven different actors. This is very different for Angel Maker, at least for me. Mm-hmm. I love it. This is cool, cool, yeah. And honestly, this might this might be the change they need of like staying in this lane of emotional progressiveness, you know, where it's got that uh, symphonic-y, like you could, I don't know, like emotional songs are like sell really well. Mm-hmm. And this this is a cool thing to see like deathcore be sad. That's what dude. That's why I like Strangled so much. Yeah, is because yeah. like lyrically that band just like punched me in the face of. Like, fuck, dude, I didn't even... I was talking about it earlier. Like, I, you know, deathcore's never been a thing for me to be, like, emotionally invested in. Yeah. And recently, I've been getting bands like Angel Maker and Strangled and that are like, oh, man, there's kind of, like, some sadness behind it. Like, these vocals mm-hmm. are finally learning how to express themselves. And since they can do these evil, angry noises, it comes out crazy. <laughs> I, I, I personally think that that is how you succeed uh, the best in any fucking uh, pursuit of art. Okay. Just, just really understanding, like, who you are, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, as a group. It's very important because everyone's gonna try and bring a little something to the table, you know. Yes, this is a great guitar solo, by the way. <laughs> this is super good. It, <laughs> that shot. I would. That kid's almost composing. <laughs> <laughs> the it, dude, the guitar solo reminds me of fucking uh, F Zero X. It's got this like. Dude, I would argue that that is uh, honestly probably my favorite Angel Maker song that I've ever heard it's from them. It's so good. It's probably top three for me. A lot of improvement there for me. Uh, yeah, I, I really fucking enjoy that. that it feels was, really mature for yeah, them. Mature but uh, refreshing is how I felt about that. You can listen to it again. <laughs> <laughs> Love yeah. that track. Super fucking, fucking sick song. Yeah, well, we gotta talk about Antlers, homie. Uh, we just to? we just what? recently <laughs> saw this uh, this fucking movie. Dude, the more I've what sat on it, I'm upset. It. The more the more I've sat on it, the more upset I've become about. Two movie. years we waited. Two years, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I which I tried not to fault the movie for because it's not its fault that COVID happened and they had to like push it back hella. What I am upset about is that the trailer was the movie. <laughs> yeah, the, like, yeah, it was exactly what I thought was gonna happen. And, and so, I mean, should we spoil? Can we spoil talk this one? Uh, we're gonna spoil this one, everyone. All right, spoilers talks for Antlers. Uh, Guillermo del Toro. Oh, this pissed me the fuck off. Let's get right into this. This movie had Guillermo's name plastered all over it. Motherfucker produced it. Yeah, he didn't even. He didn't even direct this one or write it. This is the second us. time this happened to me. The Candyman <laughs> remake. Remember, Jordan Peele's name was all over that. He produced that movie, which can, by the way, if you don't know, if you guys are new to that or vague word, produced, that can literally mean, hey man, like. 
you're like a super sick homie, and I like that you were in the room the whole time. You want like I'll throw you on a producer if you want. Like, cool, yeah. that's tight. This is or it can be as deep as uh, somebody just gave you a bunch of money. They are now a producer. It's all uh, yeah. It, it could be whatever you know. It's, it's, it's just more a an endorsement. It's more an endorsement. Yeah, honestly. it's just a way to put a name to it without it being weird. Yeah. Like you can't just put Elijah Wood and then the movie because you'd be like, oh, he's in it. Produced by. How do you feel about actors? For this one? Actors, actresses, yeah. Um, hit and miss. I think the, I wasn't super impressed by the mom. Um, I like that, the cop guy, the cop brother. I think he's a fine actor. Uh, he's good at playing, like, just a sad sack, you know? I feel like he nails that role oh, yeah, of just yeah. being this really, just, man, like, you feel bad for the guy. Like, every role he's in, I, he just has this, the way he carries himself, like, he's this, he's trying his best to be happy. But he uh, just yeah. can't. He, he's a great actor, um, man. He's a, he's in a lot of shit. I'm surprised yeah. at how much shit he's actually in. He's just grinding at me. True, true. Um, the kid was kid acting was fine. You know, there was a, a couple parts that could have been better, but whatever. He's a fucking kid. It was okay. I think the main thing that really bummed me about this movie is that we have never had a cool Wendigo movie, and like that's what this was gonna be, and it wasn't cool. <laughs> like, yeah. I am also. You know, I can't stand the trope of, you know, how many ghost movies have you seen when they're like, hey, do you still know that Hispanic librarian that was fired for doing ghost rituals? <laughs> it's like the local Hispanic woman that knows all the lore that you need her to know. <laughs> you know yeah. Like that's such a trope in horror of just like, oh, this spooky old thing. I hope the local foreign woman can help <laughs> us figure it out. And she can. She can. Uh, <laughs> this that happens in this movie to like the nth degree where not only do they have like a token like native uh, to describe what the Wendigo is, yeah. um, he's the guy that finds the first body that was attacked by the Wendigo, and he's like, "Yo, that's a Wendigo." <laughs> like, like <laughs> there's no other guess first. Like the rangers, like that's probably like a bear, right? And he goes, Mm-mm. "From the inside out, that's Wendigo." Dude, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with you uh, in regards to the sentiment of, like, the, the more I've thought about this movie, like, the longer, you know, it's been, like, it's it's been a little more disappointing uh, to me recently. Like, uh, I, originally I gave it, like, a 7 because uh, I thought, I didn't think it was, like, amazing, but I thought it was still, I think, like... I think I had blinders on, like, I wanted to like it so much. I, I think I'm more so in love with the concepts, and I think, honestly, if I read the book, I'd probably enjoy it much more i didn't even know there was a book yeah it's based off of a book i, I um, mean yeah it's a fine idea but i feel like i've also i don't know it's not like a crazy concept of like the kid helping his sick parents in secrecy you know like i've seen that in a lot yeah. of movies so it's like okay how do they do this and like the idea that the the one woman in town who's like grieving over loss is the one that f is, finds the kid that needs a mother figure, <laughs> you know, like stuff like coincident. Obviously, you know, movies are coincidences in general, so you can't be mad at that. But there's, yeah, yeah. there's so many just moments in this movie of just like there's no real conflict other than the fact that the Wendigo exists. Like every time they approach a problem, they instantly are like, yep, yeah, it's this. By the way, it's the Wendigo. Uh, by the way, here's a hex bag. Uh, by the way, he's in the shed. <laughs> like, they just know, they just fix, like, from point A to point B. Like, there's not really much of a struggle. Uh, it, up until the final point where the end of the movie happens and the mom is fucking killing a demon. Like, <laughs> like it's nothing. Like, I don't know, it just felt so empty by the end of it. Like, like the fight that happens 
you're like, okay, where's the second? Where's the Dark Souls boss where he becomes level two? <laughs> where's the second form? And then it doesn't happen, and then the movie resolves, and you're like, okay, well, that's a fine. I like the sentiment at the mm-hmm. end. Like this is a fine well, emotional. Well, let, let, sentiment. Let's talk about the things that you did like about this movie. W- the, sentiment. Any, I like the, the sentiment. I like the sentiment. Okay. I like the. I liked how the creature looked. Um, it like, had multiple forms. You know, like the that's creature a fun, definitely looked pretty cool. It's yeah. a fun idea. I feel like most of the time with Wendigos, you only get the the two st- or the three stages of like human, like becoming Wendigo and then Wendigo. Like there's never multiple stages, and so it was cool to see it in varying forms and sizes and like being treated as more of a shapeshifter rather than just a full-on like, you know, uh, like a moose man or whatever, like whatever uh, most, like a, most a interpretations moose, look like. Moose man, yeah. Um, I, I have a big issue with fear in movies where like, like to really think about if you saw that thing, like you wouldn't, Okay. Be yeah. like, I, I get what you're saying. You know, yeah. I gotta stop it. <laughs> you'd fucking <laughs> shit your pants. You'd <laughs> like grovel. You'd trip. You'd scoot backwards the and fall. The thing was like straight up nine you'd feet leave tall. The kid. Yeah, right? like you would like, panic. You would freak out. And everyone that encounters it is just like gives it that generic Hollywood stoic. Oh my god! Look how big it is. Yeah. Like, dude, like, can you guys? Like that's when you know you're not you don't have a good director on set to yeah. be like hey you need to imagine that this thing is ten feet tall and is about to end your life you have five seconds to live and it's gonna kill you brutally and they're like, you know I there's I have such a problem with just people's reactions to big horrific things in movies and it feeling very not. You know, there, and also I will I will say to the, you know, the Wendigo is a native folklore, like it it's rooted in native origin. So it I do understand that they ha- that the native guy is gonna be the dude that dumps exposition, but it feels so funny to me that he is not only on the police force, but also is the guy that finds <laughs> the, the bodies to be like dust the Wendigo. Yeah, like that and that is very funny. There's just a lot of it feels very draft one. I think is the biggest issue for me is that it doesn't feel like there's a lot of revisions to give like these, like there's like there's even the characters, like they have these backstories that are like half-assed fleshed out, you know, mm-hmm. like where like, you put together her damaged past and the, their abusive father. And you know, the, the, it's basically the same exact plot of insidious Four, the lost key movie where the, sister's being abused and so she runs away and leaves the brother to be abused and then they're now they're reconnecting as adults like that's the basic premise but it doesn't really do anything go like like knowing that doesn't affect anything other than like hey do you feel bad for them now like does do they have emotional weight to the characters now like there's no resolution there's no payoff to that Mm -hmm. like there's nothing to come of the dad or like the other than the the literal of the the Wendigo represents her toxic dad, you know, because it is the dad of the kid. So yeah. she she's metaphorically killing the father figure she wants to kill in her mind. But like that's so on the nose that it doesn't really feel like anything. Yeah, it it almost doesn't feel like an analogy at that point. Right. Um, <clears throat> dude, I, I will say this. You know, I think they I think this movie did a really great job at uh, capturing a, a small. You know, a rural com- community in Oregon, fucking the way they uh, they did. You know, a uh, very fucking uh, po- just poor small town shit. Yeah, everyone's got problems. You know, fucking meth is like everywhere and shit. Cause that shit's definitely fucking very real over here, homie. Like, there's a lot of communities like that. Meth. 
yeah, I will say too, sure. like uh, playing with like the the trauma of of the families. You know, there there were some moments that like at least for me, uh, in regards to just like the way that fucking drugs and just poverty affects entire communities. I thought it was portrayed uh, very, very appropriately. Like it felt very real in that sense. But yeah, you know, like g- getting back to exactly everything you were saying. Can I counterpoint this? I guess, like, you know, to the sense of community of like with small towns. You know, they don't they have that like we look out for each other type of energy, and to have like the one local like drug dude. Like everyone's like, oh, that's Larry. He's a deadbeat, and he's got two kids. And I know a, a lot life. of people that just smile and look over it, and then but just when there's pr- one guy, you know, like it's one. It's when there's multiple people, it's usually it's easier to look over because it's like we can't help all of them. But like this town's got a guy that yeah. is struggling. Yeah. But also, he's got a full house. Like, like the kid keeps him contained. In, it's like a three story home that he's kept in, and they have a shed. Like, yeah. How poor are they, dude? Yeah. I don't know. I, it. Yeah, for for me, man, this movie, it's, uh, you know, I don't think I'd watch it again, unfortunately. It, I really I, wanted it to be. It had promising elements and just, just kind of fumbled the bag. Yeah. I think it's like, the Wendigo's a cool idea. Like, that's an awesome thing to run with, but I just don't know if this was the right adaptation. And I do think, like you're saying, the small rural town, I, I like that as a setting for a Wendigo attack. Because that's creepy. Like, you're not getting the fucking, you know, no one's the coming. The city police out. You got, you, you got, you got two, two sheriffs. Yeah. yeah, you got the sheriff and the deputy, and that's fucking it. Yeah, like that is pretty you know inherent. I like that. That's a good idea. It, yeah, it, it, and, it and makes they, sense they show how it. scared they are throughout the whole fucking movie too. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like yeah. Oh, practical. <laughs> no, no one knows how to fucking contain this thing. Yeah, the practicals were really good in this. I will say that. Like that's always. That's probably the one thing Guillermo was like. We got to make sure those are cool. <laughs> like there were CG elements, obviously, but. Like, when it was practical, it did look, you know, unsettling and yeah, yeah. convincing. So I, I will give it to them that, like, their prop department and their costume creature designs put in the work to make it look good. It's just, I think the story is really the main thing holding this back. <laughs> yeah, fucking real quickly, a Hallooin kills fucking trailer just popped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let, let me uh, let me get a fucking rating from you real quick before we we end this fucking night, Abby. Uh, oh, fuck, man. How you feeling about this movie? Like I, dude, I don't want to be like mean, but I'm like, I want you to be honest. I'm disappointed. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Be real. What's going on, dude? Probably like a fucking three. A three? Wow. Like a three? Yeah, three and a half maybe. Man, I just really like. I think what really puts it down more is that they really had my earnest interest in this concept, and it's a simple concept. It's it's easy to put a lot into it because it's such a simple idea that already exists. The creature's already taken care of. The lore's already taken care of. You don't have to. T- you don't have to do any of that. You just have to build a compelling story to fit that cool thing into. Yeah. Like Pet Cemetery does it way better. A lot of people don't even know the Wendigo's involved in that movie, and I think that that's fucking cool. It's like that the, the Wendigo is like the background antagonist of the of Pet Cemetery, and nobody really knows that. Like that's kind of tight. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. What about you? What about your your post thinking about it thoughts? Uh, would you would you rate it? Dude, honestly, uh, watching it once, I, I'm very content with giving it a seven. I did enjoy watching it. You know, obviously, the longer I've gone and actually really sat down and thought about it, uh, it's not the it's not the fucking best horror movie. 
but but truthfully, uh, if I didn't like, if I wasn't me, if uh, you know, we we are very critical with these fucking movies. If I'm just there to watch a fucking movie, not even for the purpose of watching a movie, just kind of like hang out with the boys or some shit, uh, you know, probably yeah, I probably wouldn't uh, have such a critical critical review of it but but it's it's almost our fucking job to just be critical <laughs> about this shit so it's like it's gonna be honest, you know yeah er, yeah because er, you can be critical and Pro- it'll still be tight I, i'll flow i'll float between a, a six and a seven still because i want to give it the benefit it. of the doubt i was really looking forward to the movie all except the fact that i'm a, i'm definitely a bit bummed out by it i i it bums me out in the sense that like i don't even want to rewatch it you know because like most of the time i give movies the benefit of the doubt i'm like okay i missed something mm-hmm. you know second time it's always better or something or, you know, even gauging, like, your homie's fucking reactions because everyone's different. Right. As you know, everyone's yeah. fucking very different with right, Somebody could have saw something or seen it in a way you didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that or just, like, uh, you... Uh, there's this concept of, like, uh, essentially, like, when you're... Of, like, you learn as you're teaching people about things. Mm-hmm. And, and most of the time when, when you're watching a movie, at least us, I think, um, there's a lot of questions about, about, about shit after the fact. Right. And kind of going over the story a little more allows yourself to kind of, like, really uh, really digest everything and kind of, like, figure out how you actually feel about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, solid six or seven, uh, something like that. <laughs> I, I don't know. Excited for the Black Phone. I think that's going to be a cool movie. Hopefully, man. That's, yeah, for where I'm sitting with that one, it's oh, a yeah. fitty uh, We should watch St. Maud, too, by the way. I got recommended that one. That one came out. Oh, I did like, see that one, actually. Oh, you've seen that one? Yeah. I heard good things about that. How was it? Uh, It's it's good. It's good. That's one, that's it's one not amazing. One. Oh, okay. So um, was it good, like... what? It's just like a... Like, what what genre would you classify it as? Like, it is as a type of horror. Uh, or is that spoiling? It, it, no, it's not spoiling. It, it's as if you're watching, like, uh, a Carrie remake, uh, essentially. It's kind of, it's very hyper-religious. Um, like the, the oppressive matriarchal role to, like, yeah, daughter, just, mother yeah, to daughter. Just confused, uh, just really, uh, unfortunately <clears throat> sad, confused people mm-hmm. that get uh, taken advantage of via religion, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that shit's really interesting to me. That's why I was really kind of drawn to it naturally. Um, but, yeah, just kind of, you know, it's like, it didn't really, like, it didn't really push at least that that sub uh, subcategory of fucking horror any mm-hmm. further. Um, I mean... Didn't test the boundaries too much. I mean, watch it. Like, it, yeah. there's there's something to, to take away out. from it. I do but, watch it. But, yeah. I, I, I mean, it was good. Would you, know? you recommend it to people? Uh, or is that, like, one you pick and choose because it's, like, kind of... It, it's Weird. not. It's not my first choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I probably place it. Uh, I, I mean, like it, it, kind of like a movie like Antlers. Honestly, it's like yeah, I watched it once. You know, okay. that was that's okay. good enough for me. Gotcha. Know? All right. All right. Good to know. All right, everybody. We're gonna fucking get out of here. Ooh. I gotta have a ciggy. I haven't had a single ciggy all day. I've been Yo, hitting this vape. Congrats, been dog. a good boy. Been a good boy all night. Vape nice, dog. Last words, Austin. My last words. One final breath for the people I care for, but not myself, for that breath was wasted. (sighs) And with that, everybody, we're going to end the night with Crazy Bitch by Buck Cherry. Peace out, everybody. Hey, y'all crazy bitch, but you fucks all dumb on top of everything's great. I'll tell you all night, scratches all down my back to keep it right on, hey. She's a crazy baby, she fucks so good, I'm on top of her.
Enjoy.